Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Shalom Bayis, Shir number 12. Gmail account to be reached for questions and suggestions. Uh, Shalom Bayis 777 at gmail.com. The story brought down um, in the days before um, laundry machines and washing machines and dryers where people used to wash laundry by hand which took a lot of time and a lot of effort. Used to hang it up in the yards. Sometimes the yards were shared with neighbors and hang the laundry there to dry, clean laundry that was washed, um, hung to dry. There was a story about a particular um, courtyard and a particular um, neighbor that maliciously got upset at the neighbor for whatever reason that put out the laundry. The neighbor maliciously cut the line and all the laundry fell into the muddy yard so all the laundry became soiled, and that was hours and hours, hours of work. The woman whose laundry it was witnessed this and saw the malicious smile on the neighbor's face with the scissors in her hand, and um, she really wanted to take revenge. And um, she waited a few minutes, though, managed to calm herself down, decided not to do anything and um, said basically that perhaps this is for the best and this was uh, maybe a, you know, a, should be a kapara for things that I did wrong. She took all the soiled, muddy clothing, redid the laundry and put it out out of the sight of the neighbor, hung it in a different area. The husband came home and the wife did not tell her, her husband what uh, she, you know, what she went through that day. And um, it would have remained a secret, but what happened was is that the neighbor that night ran to apologize to her because her son became, her child became very ill with very high fever, and she was afraid that she was being punished because of her malicious act. And um, she was Michael her, and the woman who withheld her anger was Zeicha, to a child a year later that would become a, a tremendous Talmud Chacham and a leader in Yerushalayim. And um, that's a very um, fascinating, insightful story. Now in marriage, we all need to communicate clearly with each other and differences should be ironed out in a calm manner um, in a way that each one should not be you know, stressed out by the conversation, try to wait, and if you're in a bad mood, not to discuss it then. Certain times it's best to let things go and remain silent and let it pass over. And only later, uh, when everyone calmed down and, uh, you know, things are calm, then you could re-broach that subject and uh, try to resolve those differences. Um, this often happens, these tensions, is when a couple is financially tight in money. Um, and there's a budget and they each have to just be careful how much they spend because they don't have much. And it's normal, very, very normal to feel that pressure. And that could cause sometimes tension, but it's still possible and doable to work out, to work this out calmly. And hopefully their financial situation will improve. I think if you speak to many, many couples, even those that are doing a lot better financially well now, they'll always tell you, 
many, many couples, many, many families, about how it was very tough in the beginning or in certain tukufas, how they really, um, you know, had to scrape by, and they pulled through. And if you're in that situation, you'll pull through too. Because the purpose of marriage is not to debate money matters. Of course, when it comes up, it has to be discussed, but that's not the purpose of marriage. It's, um, it's the, 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 the purpose of marriage is to treat your wife and your husband compassionately, raise children, to be a house of chesed. Those are the real reasons for marriage. Financial pressures is a test, and no one's denying it. It's a big test sometimes, especially if you're very tight. But if you maintain your calm and remain compassionate, it'll come a long way in helping, um, in helping you. And again, we mentioned it briefly last um, year about being cynical. And I don't blame people for being cynical. I have um, elements of cynicism myself, I admit it. Um, so when you uh, basically you know, hear something like this, what sometimes pops into people's minds is, yeah, sure, you know, like, compassion is really going to pay my bills, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, I go to a grocery store and then just uh, have a nice day, you know, uh, you know, I have to still pay the bills, so what, what is compassion going to do for me? I understand that, and when someone's financially tight, it's, it's not easy, but nevertheless, it's very important to try to fight that cynicism. We will talk in later she or about that um, dangerous behavior of cynicism, which again I acknowledge that I understand, and I have you know I'm not totally clean from it either, and I'm working on myself on it. But the compassion that a couple has for each other, even as they are financially struggling, is a tremendous power. It shows strength of character. It builds character, and it refines people, and the marriage becomes better. Hashem will be mark of the parnasa, and then, and even in those financial restraints, there's ways to find calmness and peace of mind, even as you're still financially struggling. Um, one example that I heard um, once when I was listening to, I think Rabbi Mordechai Finkelman, also a tremendous mechanic, talks a lot about shalom bias as well recommend his shiurim in Torah anytime. See, he brought this point up once that I listened to that's very valuable. Very often, a couple, Kanaina Hara has um, already four children, five children, six children even, and they're just financially tight, and they're, sit, they're, they're stuck in a one-and-a-half-bedroom apartment, and that could be quite challenging. And, um, and let's say right now, Financially, so then they, they get into an argument because the wife is home most of the day and she wants a larger apartment. He says, I can't afford it, and that, that creates tremendous tension. And um, he goes through how to go about, I guess each situation is different, but he brings an interesting and very powerful concept. Let's say that currently Itake is impossible. They just simply cannot afford to get a larger apartment right now then it's very important for the husband to, at the very least, show to the wife who is frustrated and tell her, I understand it. It's our first priority, Hashem, you know, God willing, so as Hashem helps us get a little more parnasa, we're going to look for another apartment. I know it's important. It's a priority. We'll get a more spacious apartment. And if I could do it, I would do it. 
because I know it's important for us, it's important for you, and with Hashem's help, we'll get there. And that empathy alone goes a very, very long way. And again, we know it's not fake words, because right now they really can't afford it. And the, and the wife senses that, and you help her out more in the house, and um, you work out despite the cramped space and the, you know, the noise or whatever it is, that you're able to bring as much joy into the home as possible. And um, that itself is a um, Pesach, and that is a key to open up that the Shefa should come ultimately. And again, I am not, uh, we're going to discuss more in later Shurim about the stresses of financial uh, hardships, because those are very, very real. And um, a lot of Shalom bias problems do happen because of being financially tight. And um, so uh, I'm not taking this lightly at all. And we'll be dealing with that and discussing those things. But what you need to know now, even if we didn't discuss it fully yet, and we don't know yet know of all the tools that could be used, one thing is clear that it is doable, that no matter, many, many couples went through these things, and it's very doable and possible that despite that financial hardship, which hopefully is only temporary, will nevertheless be able to create an atmosphere at home of wonderful shalom bias and a special calmness, and a Shabbos will feel like a Shabbos with a spirituality and, and the beauty, despite the fact that there is a financial strain. Have a wonderful day.